What is up, guys? You are listening to Backroom Sports. I'm Wes Medeiros, sitting here by myself tonight. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Earlier today, we had an interview with former Auburn softball player Emily Carasoni. Great interview. You know, me and Richard had a good time. Emily had a good time, you know. So there's already sports going on. I think we're just going to focus on what interviews, focus on talking to people, you know, just pushing these interviews we have, you know, so y'all can hear them and y'all can get to know these people, these sports icons, sports people, players, you know, a little more that you see on TV. Get to know them a little more on a personal level. So, like I said, we had an interview with Emily Carasoni. We discussed her career at Auburn, discussed her career in the NPF, and discussed her play for the national Italian team. You know, how they prepare for the Olympics and how the coronavirus has affected their, you know, preparation for the Olympics and how it's postponing their training, postponing their exhibition matches, postponing different stuff until the Olympics can come back in 2021. And you'll hear in this interview, you know, how they're preparing, you know, you'll hear how her professional career is going, you'll hear how her career at Auburn went and just different stuff like that and get to know her more on a personal level. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview. What is up, guys? We are here today with our very special guest. We are here with former Auburn softball player, MPF player, and player for the Italian National League, Emily Carasoni. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so go ahead and tell the uh, listeners a little bit a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, high school. I went to a one A high school, small, very small. Uh, Pine Castle Christian Academy um, had a graduating class of 24. Oh, jeez. So that's, yeah, that's an idea of how small it was. I was uh, definitely at least top 20 in my class. Um, <laughs> so proud to say that. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, and then I went to Auburn, played softball there, played second base. I played for Tina Deese my freshman year and played for Clint Myers sophomore to senior year. Um, after that, I became the volunteer assistant coach for Auburn under Mickey Dean for two to three years. Um, and during all that, I was playing in the NPF over the summer with Chicago Bandits from 2016 to 2018. Uh, I'm currently on the UAAA Pride, um, and I've been with them since last year, uh, playing with them again this year. Uh, During my last year, I played on the Italian national team, uh, helped qualify for the Olympics. Uh, um, We are one of six teams that are going to be able to go with all this uh, uh, 2020 year going on with the coronavirus it got pushed back to 2021 next summer so that's that's where i'm at right now all right well i'm pretty sure like said you played at auburn pretty sure you hold the record at auburn for being hit by pitches if (laughs) i'm not mistaken you got hit like at least five times a game it felt like (laughs) it did feel like that i think i was somewhere around 80 at the end of my career jeez um yeah. <laughs> so what was it like being, like you said, you played for Tina your freshman year. What was it like going from her to Clint and having that resurgence of Auburn softball where y'all just blew up after Clint took over? Uh, well, my sophomore year was Clint's first year. Um, you know, 
I was a sophomore, but everybody was considered a freshman. We were learning new things. You know, I thought I knew how to field a ground ball, but the way they wanted was completely different, which clearly worked because, like you said, our our program went up very quickly. Um, so there was a lot of learning, a lot of adapting. I remember listening to Clint Myers talk in our first team meeting and thinking, you know, it's not going to be who's the fastest, who's the strongest, who can hit the most home runs. It's going to be who can adapt to what they're teaching. So I would try and do some extra, try and really get the mechanics down that they were looking for. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons why I, I, I started when they were there and still started uh, after my freshman year. Yeah. So y'all went on to win, what was it, back-to-back SEC titles with Clint? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, we won it in at LSU against Tennessee one year. The other year, um, we were at, I, I believe, Tech, Mississippi State, I believe. Um, can't remember who we ended up beating. I think it was LSU for the championship. Um, I actually got most valuable player in both SEC tournaments. Um so it, it was it was a heck of a ride for sure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was fun watching y'all for sure. But miss hit me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it was maybe your freshman year. Y'all were playing Ole Miss, and I'm pretty sure you were hitting. And there was that brawl at second. Do you know what started all that? Oh, against Ole Miss, I do remember. I'm pretty I sure you were hitting, that. and you went running uh, running out there with a the bat, if I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, I was up to that. Uh, I can't remember the score, but our right fielder and our, that uh, Ole Miss second baseman, you know, we're just not getting along one day. And uh, it's actually funny. There was, I was up to that. We had a runner at first base, and it was a hit and run. So I missed, and our girl from first went. She was tagged out and then stood up and from what I remember, the, the second baseman threw a, a little shove, and our right fielder, Brandy Malero, was uh, was not going to take that. So she pushed back, and next thing you know, you know, uh, Ole Miss is almost dogpiling, and <laughs> I'm running from home plate trying to get there, trying to help out. I remember uh, the, the girl on deck was over there. I mean, it, it was more about trying to pull them off of each other rather than uh, joining in on the fight. Uh, but I, I do remember that. That Most people don't. They tried not to uh, um, let that video go viral. They wanted to keep us uh, safe. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That was one of my, my first games I went to that season, and I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we were spunky. We, we definitely had some grit oh, yeah, through then- my whole four years. What, junior year, senior year? There was that, I wouldn't say a fight, but there was that shoving match between Alex Hugo and another player at Georgia? <laughs> uh, it was. It was the same right fielder. And like <laughs> I said, like this girl, she is funky. You know, oh, yeah, no. She will fight for her team. She will stand up and, you know, uh, things happen. Some, some people got hit. I remember there was a double play where Turtle – 
our uh, Kelsey Bogarts, we called her Turtle. Uh, Kelsey Bogarts was playing second. We had a clear double play, and uh, one of Georgia's players ran straight in the meet, didn't even try to slide. So <laughs> not, nothing bad happened there, uh, but there are definitely some words being exchanged. You know, when you're caught up in the moment, you know, you oh, get yeah. competitive, and I think that's what the game's all about, but, but keeping it classy. Yeah, for sure. But like you said, you – Part you had the opportunity to play for the uh, Italian national team and were able to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. It's, it's one of my favorite accomplishments for sure. Yeah. Um. So obviously you're Italian. You know, playing for the Italian team. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure that your dad is the Godfather. I'm hundred <laughs> percent, no doubt about it. I always saw him there, big old chain, gold chain. You know, I'm always oh, scared yeah. to talk to him. You know, it was the Godfather for sure. But how yeah, did, he's a big Italian guy for sure. Oh, yeah. But how did the coronavirus affect, like, the team and, you know, y'all's preparation for the Olympics? Um, well, we were we were traveling, doing expositions. We had just gotten done going to Australia, and we were about to go to Barcelona. And I remember I was waking up to head to the airport, head to the Atlanta airport, because I was in Auburn at the time. And the Italian told the Italian team told us that Barcelona has been canceled. So it hit them long before it hit us. Um, so I, I called the coach, making sure, hey, I, I'm you're for sure. I'm not supposed to get on this plane. I'm supposed to stay. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's really bad. Um, they're just trying to shut down some tra- transportations to try and minimize the amount of people that were getting the virus at the time. So that was kind of a wake-up call. And then next thing you know, it was coming into America, and uh, and now we're on quarantine. But um, the plan is to start ex- exhibitions, you know, as soon as we can. But uh, as of right now, we're kind of in limbo and just trying to work on ourselves and like, do our own per- personal fitness and training and, and hitting on our own because we're all supposed to be in our houses. So it's not like we can get together and practice, which I think is is very difficult because I, I do believe softball is a very uh, team sport, even though it looks so individualized. Um, but you have to learn, you know, how your shortstop throws the ball, where your pitcher's going to pitch it, and which which side of the, the field that the balls are going to come on. So right now with all of this going on, I think most teams, most of the uh, national teams are lacking that aspect because we're not able to practice together at the moment. Yeah, that could definitely see how that is a major impact on your team. And, and all. being in a class of uh, 60, just in in a history class, was, was very intimidating, plus the softball aspect. I mean, I was playing 1A softball in high school, and now I'm going to play SEC. I mean, I think in the long run it was, I was very blessed to have even been been seen by a college coach to that caliber, um, which I think Tina Tina Deese was and is the best recruiting coach out there because she took a lot of uh, players that got overlooked and was able to turn them into some great athletes. Um, but like I said, it was intimidating. Uh, not knowing anybody was was uh, a little scary. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, God put I could I could have easily gone to a smaller college because um, if I was getting looked at by Auburn, there were obviously other schools that were looking at me that I had been in contact with. But I, I just remember thinking, you know, if God put this in my lap, something this this amazing, um, 
I, I, I need to take it. I don't I don't need to fear what the future has. I just need to go in it and, and figure it out. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, I went to Central High School. Uh, seven, it was a 7 day high school in Alabama to uh, where I graduated with almost 500 kids to a junior college where there's only 200 total kids in the whole school. So, yeah, there is a culture shock difference in, adapt, in adaptation to having to adapt to your new surroundings. But what is what would you say the main uh, for kids, maybe maybe other girls who are wanting to go play big time college softball? What what advice would you give them, especially for some of those that may be at a smaller school that uh, may not feel they get the recognition that they deserve? What advice would you give them? Well, in my opinion, freshman year is always going to be the hardest. Um, as a freshman, you get a little homesick, and like you said, you're, you're adapting to something completely different. Um, so in my opinion, it's, it's who's going to work the hardest. You know, if you're not playing your freshman year, are you going to enter the portal and, and head out and find somewhere that you can play, or are you going to try and earn a spot? You know, and, and that doesn't just happen as soon as you walk walk onto your college campus you know there are seniors and juniors there that have been there longer with more experience and and you're going to get that experience sooner or later but you have to show that you're a consistent player over and over so you know I wouldn't say freshman year is the uh, be all end all you know that's your learning period that's when you're trying to adapt to what your coaches are teaching and give it a chance you know if, if you're unhappy with the school absolutely you should leave but if if you're unhappy because you're not starting like you have been on your high school team you have to find ways to get there you you have to have open communication with your coaches and and that was something I always tried to be good at you know why am I batting in this part of the lineup not because I I didn't agree with it because I needed I wanted to know what I needed to do better what I, what I could improve on to be higher up in the lineup or start in a position. Um, so my biggest advice would just just be to to work hard. You, you have to earn your spot. Again, you're not just going to walk onto your campus and be the starting second baseman. You have to earn it. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so we know, being, like, we know about the football aspect of Auburn, Alabama or Auburn, Georgia. And we know about and so, somewhat about the, the, the Iron Bowl rivalry. What is the what is the rivalry with Alabama and Auburn softball? Like what's that like? Ooh, that's it's exciting. <laughs> it, it it is very exciting. I know a lot of Alabama girls, you know I would say Auburn and Alabama softball players love each other. You know, it's a friendly competition, and that's what it's all about, something where we can get together, where we know we are big school rivals, but at the end of the day, we're still people. So, you know, we're not trying to hurt anybody or do anything like that. We're just just trying to have a fun game of softball where our fans can enjoy it, but our fans definitely enjoy it. You know, Auburn was lucky. We had a great fan base, you know. Uh, We were always taught not to argue with the umpire. It's it's uh, non-negotiable what the umpire says, but having fans back there that don't think that way, you know, they can stand up for us, and uh, that that's always fun. And it's always fun to see the fans getting so involved in softball because it is so fast-paced and uh, and it's exciting. You know, um, my years at Auburn, in my opinion, we were never out of the game. I remember we were losing 
10 to 5 against Alabama, and we ended up making a comeback in, at, at our home series. And, and that's what the fans love. And I think that's why they, they love coming to watch Auburn softball play and Alabama softball play because you never know what you're going to get until the very last pitch. And also, mistake me if I'm wrong. Um, one series y'all were playing in Georgia, and I think it was Coop. Casey Cooper was up to bat, and she hit that walk off with a grand slam, I believe, against yep. Georgia. Uh, yes, you you are absolutely correct. Uh, uh, I can't remember what the score was. I'm pretty sure we we, we might have been down, and Cooper was up, and and it was a home series, so we had the last at bat and. That ball went over right field fence. You know, the I remember the right fielder tried everything she could. If she could have flown over the fence to catch that ball, she would have. Um, but, you know, Cooper always had great at-bats, and Cooper was very good at handling herself under pressure situations. Uh, you know, I don't think in her mind she's thinking, hey, i got to hit the ball over the fence. I think she's thinking, barrel the ball and make good contact. And, and the byproduct of that was, was a ball going over the fence to win us that game. But you are absolutely correct. That was that was a great game. I still see highlights on my my social media feeds about that, and it's it's cool to relive that, yeah, that every was, now and then. That was another fun game to be at. That was a lot of game, fun games to be at for y'all, for sure. Play, playing baseball and growing up playing uh, playing baseball and fielding ground balls. I believe it's it's y'all had the hop right. Yes, we did. Do you believe the hop? Did you believe the hot was beneficial? And then at first, did you think that this coach is crazy for implementing this, or did how how did you feel about the hot? Uh, never once did I think these coaches were crazy. I mean, I think their <laughs> resume said it said it themselves. You know what they were teaching was the right way to do it. Um, I think the hop is is very beneficial if done correctly. So with the hop, it's all about reacting to the ball. You want your your feet to land being on the balls of your feet as soon as the batter makes contact with the ball. If I'm too early in my hop and I'm landing too soon, I'm going to be flat-footed. So then I'm going to, it's going to be a detriment to my, my fielding. If I'm, if I'm late, you know, that's almost better than being early because if I'm late to the ball, I'm still able to react. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of tennis players doing that and that, it, it keeps them moving. It keeps them on the balls of the feet. And I think it kept us in the game more because we were constantly, you know, we were moving every pitch. Where some some position players, you know, depending on how the game's going and how the pitcher's throwing, get a little stagnant. And and we were constantly moving, uh, reacting to the ball. We didn't want to assume on an inside pitch that the right-handed hitter was going to hit the ball to the right of me, you know. Because she could easily have an inside-out swing. You, you, you just never know what the hitter's approach is at that time. So reacting to the ball really helped us with not having false steps or at least decreasing false steps to making it where we were going straight to the ball as soon as the ball was hit. Okay. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw the hop. I was like, what in the world? But then, like you said, you look back at Coach Meyer's resume. He's multiple national championship rings, so... You know, it's definitely no, he definitely knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, moving on, college. You're playing the NPF for you know, like you said, you're drafted by the Chicago Bandits, playing for USSA Pride now. What was the transition like going from college to professional? Yeah, that one that one was pretty tough because in college uh, you're constantly learning. You know, you're still young. What? Whereas in the NPF, you're expected 
to know, you know, know your coaches aren't going to teach you how to field the ground ball like the Myers did because you got drafted because you know how to field the ground ball. So it was it was a little more individualized than college was. I mean, the team basis was still the same. You're still trying to win as a team, get quality at bats and whatnot. But um, we we because we're playing so often over the summer to get our games in, there wasn't a lot of time for practice. And like we had talked about earlier in this conversation, you have to have a lot of those practices to feel out your, for me, I'm second baseman, to feel out my shortstop and my first base to figure out what she can cover and what I need to cover. And, and again, where the pitchers are, are likely to put the ball to where the hitters make contact. So with a lack of practice, it was very difficult to, to adapt as quickly as I did at Auburn. Yeah. And then playing for you, Triple SA, I might get this wrong. I, I don't know if it's changed, but Jerry Glasgow is the coach, correct? Or has that did that change, or was he never the coach? Say that again. Jerry Glasgow is the coach for U Triple SA, right? Or did that change? Uh, yes, 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 he was last year. I don't know if he will be this year because again, we're in limbo. Yeah. Um But he was last year, and he. He was amazing. I mean, talk about a coach that will fight for you till he's blue in the face. I mean, he he was really good at um, getting us fired up, you know, in in, a, in the in the right way. Uh, he he was awesome to play under. Yeah, and you even saw that when he was you know assistant coach at Georgia. You know how many times he'd argue and get kicked out for his players. Mm-hmm. But, and I think I think he's got a purpose behind everything he says to an umpire. You know, sometimes he's just trying to show the girls that he's going to fight for them to the death, and sometimes he's just trying to get them fired up. You know, uh, just just constantly sticking up and and fighting for his players. And I think that's a great attribute to have as a, a coach. Yeah, that's, that's good to have a coach like that in your corner. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So playing for U Triple SA, you know, they are one of the most prestigious MPF teams. You know. They got the cha- the wins, the coaches, the players. What's it like playing with some – I'm sure playing with some of the players you looked up to when you were coming up through Auburn or even, you know, through travel ball? Uh, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I, you, you got to think that in the NPS, no matter what team you're on, you're always facing an ace. I mean, whether it's the ace of the Chicago Bandits or the ace of, of uh, Alabama – you know, the girls that got drafted are pitchers that were pitchers um, are still aces. I mean, your competition that you're facing every time is is going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy at bat ever, ever. Each pitch is going to be difficult. So going to the U.S. Uh, U.S.A. Pride, you know, the word is that they're the New York Yankees of softball, and they a hundred percent are. Oh, they yeah. they have amazing athletes that that are just so uh, in tune with their swing. And, 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 you know, most of them are coaching or, or giving lessons. And, and uh, they, they are just extremely intelligent with, this, with the game of softball. So I was excited to go and learn from other players like Kelly Kreshman, uh, Megan Wiggins, uh, Sierra Romero, um, and be able to form personal relationships with those girls because they, they are they are all amazing, amazing people and amazing athletes. So it was nice to see the other side where, all right, I'm not just looking at them as amazing athletes. They're, they are amazing people off the field as well. That's, that's good. So moving, last question, 
Um, when you heard your name, you know, said on draft night, we just had the NFL draft a couple of nights ago. What, what was that feeling like knowing that you were going to further your career in softball, which a lot of girls don't get to do because the NPF isn't as big as the MLB, it isn't as big as the NFL. So what was it like knowing that you were going to further your career and go professional? You know, to be honest with you, I think the NPS and being able to continue to play was, was my saving grace because you got to think most softball players are nine years old playing till they're 20, 21 in college. And once they're done with college, for most girls, it's done. You're done playing softball unless you want to play on a club league or intramural. But uh, being able to continue to play and being able to continue to compete playing softball, I think 100% was my, my, my saving grace because – I wasn't done. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do after graduating college because softball had been my life uh, for however many years, and and now I'm supposed to go and and find a job and not play softball anymore. I mean, that's that's absurd. <laughs> you, you know, you can't just cut me off like that. You know, so yeah. uh, being able to continue to play and compete with with another team was definitely my saving grace, and I'm going to keep doing it as long as my body lets me. We're going into the rapid fire questions. It's just first thing that comes to your mind. Don't think about it. Just Spit it out. You ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Right. If you could be any character on the show, who would it be? Uh, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bucket list concert, dead or alive? Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael. Oh, that would be a good one. Uh, bucket list sporting event. Say that again. Your bucket list sports event. Sports event. Ooh, ooh. Um, see the Mets and uh, Yankees play. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That'd ooh, be a good one. All right. Do you have any pregame rituals? Ooh, no. I try not to be superstitious. If I noticed that I was going, starting to be superstitious about putting my left sock on first, <laughs> I always tried to do the opposite. I didn't want anything to control my, my play. All right. Do you have a song, like a pregame hype song you'd listen to before you play? Uh, generally, I like to listen to older songs. I don't want to get too hyped and listen to some of that rap music or country songs. I don't want to be too low. I want to listen to, <laughs> it's funny, but I Have a Tiger and, and things that were old songs that I know the words to that are, are more uh, focused-like. <laughs> all right, all right. Your favorite stadium to play at besides Jane B. Moore Stadium? Ooh, um, Arkansas. I Arkansas. love their facility. Really? Yes. All right, and last one, your go-to binge watch. Binge watch. Ooh, How to Get Away with Murder. Is that good? Ooh. That's a good one. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. That's a good one. You need to watch that. Favorite player you've ever played with? Abby Ramirez. She played second base and shortstop at Michigan. Wow, that was a quick answer. It was. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's Very one quick. of my best friends. She's, she's a great person. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite movie? Like cartoon or like Hercules and Lion King are my my favorite cartoons. All right, favorite favorite uh, non cartoon movie. Non cartoon movie, probably anything with sports. <laughs> okay. All right. If you if you were to win, if you were if you were to win the lottery, what would you what would you spend it on? What would be the first thing you'd buy? I don't know if I'd buy anything. I'd probably give it to my mom so she could stop working. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> All right, last one. What is your dream car? 
Ooh, I really like the car I have now, a Nissan Altima, but I would like a truck sooner or later if I'm going to continue to be a softball coach. What kind of truck? Uh, probably, I, I don't want anything too big. I think Fords are too big. Ah, so, uh, I, I guess I could say a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm pretty pretty sure that wraps up, you know, rapid fire. Emily, I just want to say thank you again for joining us. Um, good luck in the future with MPF, and I hope to see you in the Olympics, you know, watch on TV and be like, I know her. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Absolutely. But, you know, thank you for joining us, and, you know, I hope to, I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Alright, bye. bye.